what's going on, PST Nation? It's AJ. <coughs> right now, I'm here by myself. But, you know, we're here to introduce you to this new podcast, In It to Win It, DFF. So, like I said, it's AJ. Um, we're going to wait for some of the guys to call in here real quick. So, as of right now, we'll just kind of go over the games that we have uh, as of today. So, we got Vikings-Packers. Lions, 49ers, Panthers, Falcons, Colts, Redskins, Texans, Titans, Eagles, and Bucks, Chiefs, and the Steelers, Dolphins, and the Jets, Chargers, and the Bills. The list goes on. But you know what? Actually, I'm going to give you some of the, the hot takes to be looking at today. And we'll get into some of the FanDuel stuff later on. One game that kind of catches my eye that I know I'll be watching for sure is uh, the Patriots and uh, where is that? Patriots and Jaguars game. Now, there's been a lot of talk leading up into it, so uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Let's go live with uh, Lewis Horster. What's going on, man? Hey, Jay. What's up, my man? You excited you or what? Today? Football is uh, finally here. Oh, my gosh. I'm not <laughs> – I'm probably not supposed to even think like this, but, I mean – can we can we could just consider like what the Lions did last week, like the fifth preseason game? Like, come on now. Let's let's hope it's not week six of the preseason. That's what it might look like. It may not even be week two. It might be week six of the preseason again, but we'll see, man. A lot of good a lot of good other games too, man. I'm excited. Oh yeah, I was going through the list and I was actually just talking about one game that I know. Um it's it'll be good, kind of going alongside with the Lions at four, but uh game starts at four twenty five. Game I'm looking to is uh Patriots and Jaguars. Oh, man. I mean, you know, there, there's always controversy surrounding the Patriots. I tell you what, I mean, last year in that game, Miles Jack forced a fumble late in that game, picked it up, scooped it up for a touchdown. Oh, wait, no, not a touchdown. The whistle blew dead. That would have been a touchdown, and that would have made the mm-hmm. game a lot different. And, uh, you know, who knows? It could have been the Jags playing in the Super Bowl. We don't know. You know, because Tom Terrific could have went out there and got himself a game winner, or, you know, Steven Gostowski could have hit a field goal. But either way, you know, it was uh, sad to see that the Jags didn't get a fair shot to head to the AFC Championship game. So there'll be a little bit of bad blood in this game. I think you'll, I think uh, it'll be a nasty one, but I think it'll be a good one, too. Exactly, especially with all the trash talk going on, um, you know, from uh, Ramsey going to Tom Brady. Um, and some of the guys actually responding this week, it's kind of out of norm for New England to kind of respond to some of this stuff. Um, but I, I, I think Tom Brady's just going to add it to the fire and uh, use it as fuel, and I, I think he's just going to tear apart the Jags' D, hopefully. Yeah, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not much of a Patriots fan, so I'm hoping the, the Jags find a way to get it done. But, you know, it hurts when the guy that was most responsible for getting that score up and Leonard Fournette is a little banged up. You know, that makes things a little bit more difficult. And when the uh, brunt of the load has to be put on Blake Bortles' arm in this case, uh, you know, it can get a little bit dicey. So, um, you know, the Patriots could come out of this one, you know, with a blowout win. You know, the Jags didn't look too great against the Giants last week. Or it could be a close Jags win, but uh, this is some hopeful optimism from me. But I'm going to go with an upset. I got the Jags winning this one. Okay. Are there any other games you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking to uh, the Vikings and Packers. You know, that's an in-division game. Uh you know, Lions are in the NFC North, so they got their two rivals going at it again. And, you know, it's interesting to see the Packers open up the season, you know, going up against not just one divisional opponent, but two in back-to-back weeks. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers responds with that knee. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you got two of the, some of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league going at it. And it's going to be a high school scoring affair is going to be putting their team in position to win. It's just going to come down to the wire and who's, uh, who's going to stay healthy too. Cause Aaron Rodgers might come out. You never know. We'll see what happens. 
And that's the big thing, too, I think, is I think in the back of your mind, you actually kind of have to be worried if you're a Packers fan. If Rodgers goes down and he's out, I feel like if he goes out any time of the game and uh, Kaiser comes in, um, you're really worried what he's going to be doing with that ball every snap just because we've seen him get sacked. We see him take hard hits. Um, I'm pretty sure he threw an interception last week. Um, So, yeah, especially going against a good Minnesota defense. I just feel like if you're a Packers fan, you, you you have to be worried about some of the you know some of the healthiness of some of these guys, especially with uh, Adams being questionable for today's game as well. Yeah, you don't like to see guys get hurt, but at the same time, you know Aaron Rodgers sets himself up because he's always extending plays. He's always uh, you know trying to do things, and you know last week you know a defender came down on him and landed on him awkwardly so that one isn't so much on him but you know last year when he got smoked by Anthony Barr you know that was on him because he's scrambling you know exposing his body so he's putting his life on the line for his team and unfortunately within the first week he's already out there scrambling around and trying to make things happen and getting hurt I mean not to say that Aaron Rodgers is uh because I've heard some people reference him like a China doll you know, that's not necessarily a good uh, word to describe him, but, you know, he has shown that, you know, he gets hit hard enough, you know, he's going to get taken out. So um, I really don't know if that contract really ends up paying off because not only do you have to pay Aaron Rodgers up all that money, but you don't have much cap going in other places. So mm-hmm. they're banking on him to be able to play a couple more years, but, you know, with him coming out the gate already with a sprained knee, and they're saying it might take two months to heal, you know, how's it supposed to heal when you got to go out there and battle every week? You know, it's not going to be good. I think the Packers uh, are in some quicksand, and it's looking like it might start to go downhill from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about it. I believe we talked about it last time we talked. Um, another game I'm kind of looking forward to before we kind of get into FanDuel stuff. I'm kind of waiting for Trevor. Hopefully he'll call in here in a minute. But a uh, game I'm pretty sure we talked about, and I want to kind of bring it back up today, um, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, and what do you like um, about that game? Because uh, <laughs> you got uh... – a battle of two backup quarterbacks is what it is, but, uh, you know, it might end up being exciting. What do you think? Yeah. And that's, that's a reason like there, you have, you have the a, a great defense in Philly D. Um, and like, like we talked about the, the backup quarterback situation here going on, uh, Nick Foles kind of comes in and does his work. Nothing too fancy like Carson Wentz whenever he's out there. Um, but Foles likes to get in there, get his work done. Um, and especially going up against uh, Fitzpatrick, a guy that put so many points up against uh, the Saints last week. Um, I feel like Tampa Bay is going to kind of get a reality check on their offense. Um, so I, I, I think this is going to be a, a, a small scoring game. Um, and I, I think a couple guys just to look out for. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, like I said, Fitzpatrick does with the ball against the Philly D. Um, I think he's going to kind of have to rely more on Mike Evans as a target. I, I feel like uh, Philly D, they're, uh, they have a good rush D. So. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for Tampa Bay because they got Jack, uh, D-Jax possibly out of the lineup. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's unfortunate, you know, their running back situation because, you know, they drafted Ronald Jones in the second round out of USC. And he's supposed to be a electric player and he hasn't really stayed that healthy and been doing that well offensively and their offensive line isn't that great either so that's a problem and you know you look at your starting running back and it's Peyton Barber you know and not to not to knock on him because he's been a pretty decent player himself but you know that that's not necessarily the best thing you know looking at that situation and um, you know as far as the Eagles are concerned you know, he should have, uh, you know, really played better last week. But, you know, he was in a tough and, you know, tough situation going against the Atlanta Falcons. They're a talented defense. But, um, you know, Nick Foles is a backup for a reason. And 
Uh, the Eagles are really, really hoping for Carson Wentz to come back. But, you know, if if I had to pick anyone in that game and I want to get your pick, because it kind of sounds like you already alluded to it, um, you know, I think, uh, I think Tampa Bay might come down to earth a little bit. I still think Fitzpatrick will play okay, but, you know, Fitzpatrick always has one of those games, you know, whenever he gets his opportunity, you know, to be out there as a starter where you go, wow, <laughs> he, he just uh, hung up a bunch of points on these guys. And then, you know, the next week you might get a touchdown and two interception games. So, um, you know, I think Philadelphia finds a way to, you know, take the pressure off Nick Foles because I don't know if you paid attention last week, but uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got ran on a lot. Elvin Kamara tore him up. And mm. Philadelphia's got themselves a pretty good back in Jay Ajahi. I think he's a guy that is going to put up a pretty good amount of fantasy points and a guy that uh, I'm not going to say who might be in my lineup or not at the moment, but a guy that I certainly was weighing heavily on and figuring out if I wanted to put him in. So I think I got the Eagles in that game as well. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I – Personally, I have the Eagles winning this one. Mhm. Yeah, I don't blame you. I really don't blame you, man, because you know they're, uh, you know they're the reigning Super Bowl champs, and you know Tampa Bay, you know got themselves a pretty good win last week against the Saints, who let themselves get marched on quite a bit on defense. So it's always weird. The NFL is so odd because you're going to get so much fluctuation and what happens with your teams or, you know, it's going to be really don't know. So, um, but you and I both predicting that, you know, Tampa Bay kind of comes back to our assumption. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure if Trevor's calling in and I'm not sure how he wants to do the fan duel thing. Um, but you know, what? I'll, I'll throw out, we were, uh, we came up with uh, three top QBs three running backs, three wide receivers, um, pretty sure two tight ends, uh, two flexes, and two defenses to go with. Um, do you kind of want to give me at least two of your quarterbacks that you kind of picked? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, do you want to do you want to go back and forth here? I mean, you know, you can list off uh, you know, your quarterbacks and I can do my quarterbacks and then, you know, we'll go down the line from there that way we can both uh, have an opportunity to bounce back and forth. What do you think? Exactly. So, uh, I mean, cuz I know we were told to get 3. Um, we w- we won't give all of our picks away. So, we'll do uh we'll do two two to three quarterbacks. We'll we'll save our one uh one best quarterback I think we have. So uh, I'll start with mine. I have uh, Mahomes as one of my quarterbacks and Philip Rivers. Um, the main the main person I kind of wanted to pick out of that out of the three um, was Philip Rivers. Um, I think this season he's gonna he's gonna have a bounce. Like he's he's been a decent quarterback his entire NFL career. Not taking anything away from the man. Um, I, I feel like this season is like a, a standout season in his veteran age. So. Right, and I'm going to go with two different guys myself. One guy, uh, you know, considered more of a superstar, I guess, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's going up against the Packers. You know, that defense is a little bit anemic, and I think he's got the weapons and the defense to help back him up. Plus, Aaron Rodgers is not really on his game, so I think Kirk Cousins looks really good in that matchup. And then an, a different matchup and a guy that, routinely gets underappreciated fantasy-wise is Alex Smith. And now he's with a new team this year with the Redskins, and they're going up against the Colts. And that Colts defense is not very good, and they can't stop the run either. And if they get Adrian Peterson going, that's going to help Alex Smith get that pass game going. Jordan Reed, that tight end, he likes to get involved heavily. Um, And, of course, the weapons on the outside, you know, Josh Doxson and uh, a couple other guys that you could mention throw in there as well. So I think Alex Smith has a good matchup there. 
And who was your other quarterback? I, I didn't think I heard it. Um, Kirk Cousins. So I got Cousins, Cousins. and Smith. Okay. And now we will uh, we'll run into our uh, two running backs that we picked out of the three. Um, one, I was lucky enough to kind of budget it in there with uh, the salary cap that we had. Um, Saquon Barkley in one of mine. And uh, I, I always butcher his name. You kind of just talked about him. But uh, Camera, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it for the New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I just feel like both of those guys have came into the league and just, like, found their niche and found what, like, what their role is and kind of the way to run the ball in such a short span of time. Um, so the, I, the, those are two guys I kind of want to make sure I budget in because um, I just feel like they're just going to have blow off, blow up games again. Right. Now, um, were you wanting me to give you the two backs that I have or – where you want me to give you some other guys that might look good in some matchups. Either one's fine. Okay. Well, I'll give you a couple uh, matchups that look favorable and some guys that I think can do well. Um, one guy that I think could really have a good game. Of course, we've already seen, you know, we saw it last week with James Conner going into Kansas City. Uh, last week, Melvin Gordon had himself a game against Kansas City. Uh, their defense is not as stout and as uh, talented as it once was, uh, but most certainly it's one of those teams that, you know, can certainly, uh, you know, run up some good amount of stats when it comes to rushing yards. So I think James Conner's got himself a good matchup. And then – Another player that I kind of like to put up some points is Carlos Hyde because we saw Mm -hmm. last week the Saints gave up a lot of points. And the Browns are a talented team. Carlos Hyde is a talented back. He likes to catch the ball out of the backfield, get involved in that way. So I think those are two guys that I think could have themselves a game. Okay. Um, And I believe we had – three wide receivers. Yeah, I think I think it got switched from four to three. So yep. I will let me pull back up. I just clicked out of it. Our so my uh I'll give like we'll just go two out of the two out of the three again. Um a couple of the wide receivers I kinda picked were uh Juju Smith Schuster um and Golden Tate. Uh one guy I kinda want to talk about mm-hmm. is Golden Tate. Um, I feel like, and obviously we talked a little bit, hopefully about the Lions bouncing back. Um, I feel like these guys are going to step it up. They kind of realize we just kind of got our ass handed to us on national television um, for whatever reason that they might not be playing or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I think Golden Tate is going to get some get some looks, get some targets, and uh, hopefully he'll come through. Talk about a guy that's totally underappreciated, man. I wish that. You know, the Lions would just give him that contract extension, man, because he is the yak king. Nobody is as good as him catching the football by the line of scrimmage and making people miss. He is just an absolute nightmare when it comes to that. He certainly would be missed from Stafford. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Golden Tate, uh, who are a couple other receivers you got? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, yeah. Yep. So who's your third? Let's see. Uh, Adams. Oh, okay. Adams from uh, the Packers. Yeah, he's questionable right now. Um, but you know, I, I, there's, there's, they always have questionable, uh, doubtful. But a lot of these guys just end up playing. It's kind of. Sometimes you just look at it as uh, other teams look like you know they want to you know. Uh, phase the other team out with it. So that's what I'm hoping. It right. Is. So you think Devontae Adams is going to have himself a game against the Minnesota defense, huh? That's a, that's bold. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, a that's a tough environment, man. That's, that's hard. <laughs> but so what about you, you know and what? your, your um, receivers here? Yeah, I can give you my, I can give you my picks. 
you know, real quick as far as guys that I think are primed and ready to break out here this week. Um, Devin Funches for the Mm -hmm. Carolina Panthers. He's their number one guy now, and it's looking like Greg Olson is not going to be the guy for a while as far as targets because he's going to be out with a foot injury. So uh, Devin Punch is going to eat up a lot of targets. Cam is going to feed him early and often, and I think that he's going to have an opportunity to go out there and score some points. Uh, Another guy that I think could potentially put up some points, uh, you mentioned him before, uh, Mike Evans. Uh, Mm -hmm. You talked about him a little bit. I think that he has an opportunity to put up some points as well. you know, just because Philly last week they were struggling a little bit with Julio Jones, which, you know, you're talking about a whole different animal when you're talking Evans and Jones because Jones has that speed element and he's just kind of like a freak, whereas, uh, you know, you've got a guy in Evans that's got that catch radius and just going to come down with the football. But, you know, that's going to be where – that's that's just we're going to see a lot of targets for him, you know, because – Fitzpatrick is going to go to him as opposed to some other guys because Deshaun Jackson might be out, so he's going to have the opportunity to come in there and you know get some targets quite a bit. And then another guy, my last guy that you know I think is going to have a tough matchup, but a guy that I think could come up big for him is T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see if Josh Norman matches up with him. But, you know, Josh Norman has a problem with speedier guys. And I think Andrew Luck, who doesn't have a whole lot of weapons, you know, that's his guy. And I think that, you know, we could see a deep ball over the top go for a score. And, you know, that could be the difference between you winning a lot of money and not so much money. So those are my three receivers that I think could uh, do some damage this week. Okay. And don't forget, uh, we're talking about FanDuel, the PSC FanDuel here. Um, check us out at www.prosportsextra.com. You can check us out on Twitter, at ProSportsExtra, on Instagram, at ProSportsExtra. You can uh, enter our contest. Um, or if you want to call us in, number is 563-999-3674. Let us know some of your picks maybe. Um, but now we'll turn it over to the tight end six section. Uh let you know, I kind of had the same tight end, um, except for one of the contests, but uh, he is a former Lion. He's found a little bit of success on his new team, um, Eric Ebron. Um, I feel like, you know, we kind of let him go for nothing here for the Lions. Uh, maybe that was just kind of his personality-wise. We said, all right, we want to get rid of him, uh, whatever reason it may be. Um from what I've seen from him, he's starting to make strides with his new team. So that's started, and that's another reason why I picked him. Yeah, you know, talk about another bad BQ. And when I say BQ, I'm talking about Bob Quinn, the general manager of the Detroit Lions. This is another bad move. You know, you don't seize it. Letting your top tight end go and replace him with Luke Wilson and Levine Toilolu, and then, you know, have Michael Roberts and Hakeem Ballet's picking up the slack. I mean, that is just pitiful. Um, at least let it just keep him another year just to kind of keep the ship afloat. But you know what's crazy is last year Kenny Galladay dropped more passes and had a higher drop rate than Ebron. But we weren't talking about him dropping passes because he's a third-round pick. You know, you can't blame a guy for getting drafted in the first round and there's an expectation that you're not supposed to do those things, but you know what, college and, you know, I think Detroit fans are very loyal fans, but they're also impatient because we've been bad for a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't think they were very fair to Ebron. So I'm glad he's somewhere that he's more appreciated. I, I, I understand that he had to go mostly because he probably just would have gotten booed way too much, but I like that pick a lot. Um, what do you think about those comments before I get into my tight end uh, pick? No, and that, that that's fair and accurate because I feel like um, not saying the fans have always something to do with, what, you know, why reasons guys leave, um, but he just wasn't a guy fans could cheer for. Um, 
you know, I even found myself a couple times just yelling at the TV at them and dropping passes. Um, so, yeah, it just that kind of reason as well. Yeah, for sure. So, um, another guy that is a little bit questionable, but more so from a health standpoint, we talk about Ebron being a question mark as far as, you know, not just him being healthy because he's had some issues, but not like this guy I'm about to mention. That's Jordan Reed. I mentioned him. A little hint there, okay? This guy's got a great matchup against the Colts, and he's looking healthier and said he's feeling healthier than he has in the past couple years. We all know Alex Smith loves his tight ends, so he's going to be looking for him to, you know, reach the end zone, get open quickly, and get that ball out to him so he's going to see plenty of targets. And I think he should get himself an easy touchdown in this one against a Colts team that struggles to cover the tight end. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a good matchup, especially um, with the defense he's going against. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, you know, you look at a player, it's not necessarily their firepower or how great they are, because they're just some guys, you know, if you can budget them, you know, you put that star player in. You know, it's... It, mm-hmm. uh, you just got to fit him in there somehow. But a lot of times it just comes down not just to the matchup, but the volume. You know, if you get a guy that's going to see a lot of targets, you know, that's a, those are chances to score. And even though it may be harder uh, for that player to score in a particular matchup compared to another person, you know, you got to go with the person that volume and get the opportunities because the more chances you have of scoring or getting catches, the more chance you have of, uh, scoring more fancy points. So, uh, who you got? Pre- what was that? Who's your flex guy? Flex guy, yeah. So, um, let me see what. Uh, yeah, so we always oh, supposed to say two flex. My, my one flex guy um, that kind of stands out to me. I have one of them. I'm in a couple contests um, just because I got it, so I wanted to try and get in a couple. Um, Randall Cobb. Because I was able to yeah, – I, I kind of went all out the first, like, three or four guys, and I kind of had to budget a little bit um, from there. But mm-hmm. I kind of budget with my defense as well, so I was able to kind of get a decent flex. Uh, but Randall Cobb is my one flex that I kind of picked up. Um, I know we talked about the defense he's going to be going against, uh, matchup there. Um, we talked about the quarterback situation, who could be throwing the ball to him, how he could be getting the ball. Um, but I just feel like Randall Cobb always finds a way to come in, game in and game out, kind of ball out. Yeah, so you got another flex guy because I got two guys. I got a running back flex and a wide receiver flex myself. So, um while you're thinking on that, um, my wide receiver flex, a guy that could potentially put up a decent amount of points, is Jarvis Landry for the Browns. And the reason I say that is not just because he gets a crap ton of uh, targets. I believe he had 15 targets last week. Um, so, you know, he's also got a good matchup. That's another thing. Going up against the Saints. The Saints were not that great uh, last week, but Josh Gordon surprisingly out of the lineup and either getting traded or cut. So Jarvis Landry is the clear-cut number one guy in Cleveland now. No question about it. So that mm-hmm. just puts more of an emphasis on him to get the ball and potentially make some things happen. And then a flex guy from the excuse me the running back position is Christian McCaffrey. Um, Typically, the guy that matches up with the tight ends or the running backs out of the backfield is Deion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons, all-pro linebacker. He's out for the season, so he's not going to be able to help contain McCaffrey. And McCaffrey is one of those Mm -hmm. guys that it's kind of like a feast or famine situation. Sometimes he, you know, puts up a lot of yards, or he doesn't put up many yards and he gets a lot of catches. But either way, he's their number one back. He's a guy that's going to get a lot of receptions. He's a guy that's going to have an opportunity to run the football quite a bit and 
as they uh, say with the Carolina Panthers, you know, pound the rock, man. You know, they're going to be pounding away, and I think that McCaffrey has an opportunity to not just have a lot of volume opportunities as far as touches, but it's a fairly decent matchup as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we had uh, two defenses. Um, just, all we have to do is just kind of mention one or maybe one of the matchup that we'd like. Uh, one that I picked was the Bears defense. Um, I kind of like how they showed up to play last week. Um, you know, some stuff happens. But I, I like the way they brought in Cleo Mack. I like the way he's fitting right into their scheme over there. He's a guy that can just come in. You know, he, he, he's a pro player. So he can just come in and kind of, you know, work work it around. Um, so I feel like Chicago's D is going to come ready to ball out again today. Okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't notice two defenses uh, myself. But either way, um, the defense that I like this week is the Houston Texans. A big part of that is because Marcus Mariota has not been playing like he has in a while. Um, You know, coming out of college or even in college just for uh, the majority of his career there at Oregon, you know, he didn't turn the ball over very much. And he had a decent rookie year. But really since then, he hasn't been able to put it all together. And surprisingly, you know, that offensive line, uh, you know, is a great situation to have and a good run game, and yet it hasn't really helped him develop as a quarterback. Plus, Mm. uh, you know, with his struggles, he's also hurt. You know, he hurt his elbow. So Blaine Gabbert might go in there. If you got Blaine Gabbert as your quarterback, I mean, you're looking at some problems. And on top of that, Mm. it gets even better. It's even better. They have three injuries to their offensive line with uh, Taylor Luan, Jack Conklin, and their backup tackle, Dennis Kelly. So Uh there's going to be a lot of pass rush. There's going to be a lot of uh, sacks, and that leads to fantasy points. And I think there's going to be some interceptions as well, even though that the Houston Texans, um, you know, they don't have – quite the pedigree yet of having a really ball hawking defense, but they got Tyron Matthew in free agency. You know, they got Kareem Jackson back. He missed most of the year. Jonathan Joseph. Uh, They got some good guys back there. So I think the Houston Texans are going to feast on two quarterbacks that have some issues turning the football over. Okay. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is AJ Enforcers in it to win it daily fantasy football FanDuel picks? Yeah, and by the way, you know, what do you think of that name, in it to win? You know, what does that what does that mean to you, man? Because you know, I thought about it. I'm like, God, we're trying to think of some names for this program. Like, what what sounds good? And you know, I remember asking Trevor, like, what do you think sounds better, in it to win it or in it to win? And for me. I kind of thought, like, I just like in it to win because, I don't know, I, I think saying it twice, number one, kind of bothered me, but what's it? You know, it it doesn't matter what it is. I'm in it to win. So that's what you got to have, you know, that kind of mentality every week when you're playing fantasy football, whether you're going to work, whatever you're doing, you're in it to win, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to take it easy on you guys. <laughs> I'm going to try and win that money. I'm going to try and, you know, whoever it is, you know, I'm not saying specifically you guys because we're all doing it for fun. But, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, going out there in life, man, you know, you're in it to win. So uh, what do you think of uh, – what were some other names that you were thinking of that uh, sounded good for the podcast? Um, one that I kind of thought of immediately was uh, Sunday Pick'em. Uh, just because obviously, I mean, just the concept of you, you, you have to pick the right lineup. Um, and I believe it was mostly just on Sunday games. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to learn all the fan duel stuff. Um, you know, I usually, I play fantasy every year with all my friends. Um, and we have yeah. money on it. So it, it, it gets competitive. I'm, I'm starting to get in there. Um, but yeah, that was one of them. Sunday pick them. Um, actually we have Trev coming in, so I'll bring him live and maybe he can give us some of his picks and some of his thoughts too. So What's going on, Trev? 
Hello, what's going on, world? How you doing? Trev, Trev, hey, I, what up, buddy? I am tired as shit. Holy, I am sorry, guys. <laughs> I just woke up. I was up till about, like, 6 a.m., but I'm here. We got about, what, 10 minutes left on the show? Yep. All right, shit. Let me get my notes up here. Let me find my glasses. All right, Let's see here, guys. Who do you guys have going at quarterback this week? Oh, I got to pull back up here. Uh, one of the quarterbacks I know I had uh, was Phillip Rivers. You guys got Phillip Rivers? I'm My top three, guys, I have Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Stafford at quarterback. You know, Stafford, obviously. Ooh, you guys Stafford. Oh, you got to talk about that one right now. All right, my first Woo. two, Jared Goff, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, third one, Matt Stafford. Here we go. The Jets is the worst Stafford's going to play all season. I think all of us know that. Mm-hmm. I see them bouncing back. One thing that we're gonna that I'm going to, like, talk about a lot here on this new show is the fact that uh, through FanDuel, what I like to do is I like to, like, team players up. So my running back. Is Todd Gurley number one? My first mm-hmm. quarterback's Jared Goff. So if I head over to my wide receiving crew, you know, I got Kenny Galladay in there at number three. And number four, I also have Golden Tate, who could be a flex. So, see, what I like to do is I like to have uh, a group. I like to group players up. So Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Stafford. And I was, Stafford's going to be the one that's a question mark. Running back-wise, though, Todd Gurley, expect him to go off. Last week, it seemed as if the Rams couldn't get him going till the second half. He had 108 rushing yards last week, three catches, one touchdown. Uh, I'd expect that to change this week against Arizona if you're a Rams fan. I expect Gurley to run all over him. Jay Ajayi, huge week last week. I have him going off again this week. Uh, and Devin Cook as well for the Vikings. I don't think the Packers stand a chance this week. Uh, I think we're going to see Aaron Rodgers limping all over the field. He's only going to play about half the game this weekend. The Vikings are going to destroy them. So I like so the sound running, of that very much so. Running backs and wide receivers right there. Um, who else? Tight end-wise, do you guys got any surprise tight ends for this week? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, a guy that I liked a lot was uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, not just from a matchup perspective, but, um, you know, he's going to get a lot of targets because you can just even see it from last, you know, from this first game compared to his old team. You know, when Alex Smith was on the Chiefs, he loved to target Travis Kelsey. And I don't remember Travis Kelsey doing much of anything. As a matter of fact, I think he had just one catch. So we know that Alex Smith loves his tight ends and he's got a pretty damn good one with Jordan Reed in a, Pretty good matchup, so I think I like him a lot to score a good amount of points. And my tight end that I had, uh, we we talked about it real quick. Um, former Lion, Ebron. I feel like he's been uh, ever since going over to Indy, he's been uh, been able to kind of find his niche there. See, so. so I look at Ebron like. So there's two ways to look at it. Last year and the years before, you know, us Lions fans disappointed with them. I was glad when the Lions released them. But the only, the only like, question mark was the Lions tight end situation right now is so shitty. Like, looking back on it now, I wish we kind of would have kept Ebron. But mm. my, my two tight ends that I, that I wrote down, you're going to hear one of their names a lot. That's the second one. But the first one this week, George Kittle from the 49ers. Uh, I think, as Lions fans know, Detroit cannot cover tight ends. They never can. It seems like no matter what, uh, the tight ends that they're going up against end up catching about seven, eight passes every week. George Kittle last week for the 49ers, five catches, 90 yards. Expect that to be the same uh, tonight, when the 49ers and Lions uh, match up, 
And then my second tight end, Jack Doyle from the Colts. Uh, last week he had a big fumble, uh, which ended up ending the Colts game. Uh, but he had finished with seven catches, 60 yards. I expect that again this week. Another big uh... – oh, I'm sorry about that, guys. Give me a second. Another uh, big week for Jack Doyle again, guys. So if you're going to pick up Jack Doyle in fantasy, you know, he's been a great pickup for me this this year already and last year. So Jack Doyle's huge uh, at the tight end position. Yeah, and really it's kind of feast or famine for either tight end because we all know that since Andrew Luck's been there and the way they like to run that offense there in Indy is the two tight ends. So, you know, you'll either get lucky – that both of them get involved? Because I don't think we're going to see too many more games where both of them, you know, have, you know, 50-plus yards or both of them have a touchdown, which they didn't, you know, only Ebron did. But, um, you know, it's, it's that's that's tough, man. It's like, you know, who's going to be the guy? And, you know, obviously he's got more trust in Doyle. But, you know, then again, like uh, A.J. was saying, you know, not too many players you can put above uh, Ebron as far as his receiving ability and getting open. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, let me see here. Who else? We got the flex position in the defense, right? Okay. Well, I'm all, like, startled, like, all freaking. My first flex, I only wrote down one, I guess. Antonio Brown, don't even know who they're going up against. Was going to wake up a little bit early and finish off these notes. But uh, money-wise, it seems as if we have a lot of money left in mind. So I figured we'd go big here at the flex position and go Antonio Brown. Um, You know, I feel like every week he just has a solid week. I expect this one to be the same. Um, Antonio Brown going with my flex. Um... Who do you guys have? Let me get to it. Try to find the right one. I actually, I actually entered in quite a who, free one. Who do so. we all have? Who do we have on here? Do we have three people or two people? Just us three. Okay. Who are we? Who are we missing? Are we supposed to? Are we supposed to have four? Or are we supposed to? Just I have think three? we are. I think we're missing. Um, oh, I don't want to butcher your name missing? off the start. Daniel, is it Braves? Daniel, Daniel, yeah. We're missing Braves. What the heck? He, he didn't yeah, fall to meet last Thursday. Falling asleep. He's not in what it to that? win, man. That's that's He's the not damn in truth. Well, I can't believe that he didn't call in. He was all excited last night. He was the one I figured was going to call in first. <laughs> but. Well, uh, he, he uh, took an he took an L today. I can I can tell you that right now. So, yeah, well, he, he, AJ, while you're looking for your uh, flex, and hopefully you didn't just find it and cut you off, but um, a guy that I had mentioned was McCaffrey. Um, you know, I like to look at those running backs that get a lot of catches. Um, I think he's a good flex, but one that you know AJ didn't hear about before. I don't want to, you know, talk his ear off or you know have the listeners uh, have me talk about the same thing, but a guy that could potentially have another good game from the flex is Isaiah Crowell. Um, Last week he had a huge run against the uh, Detroit Lions. So I don't think, you know, he uh, necessarily, um, you know, those numbers are a little misleading. You know, he had that 60 something yard touchdown run. So that's going to inflate his stats, but he is a tough physical runner and uh, I think his matchup is a good one for him. You know, they're going up against the uh, Dolphins, and the Dolphins' defense certainly isn't inspiring. And he can catch some passes out of it as well. So I think Isaiah Crowell, based on touches and based on performance and his matchup, I think he's a guy you can look out for in the flex. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick, because I think we actually ran – I'm not sure if we ran out of time or not on here. Um, Mike Williams, and my defense is Philly. Watch me win. That's all I got to say. Like, there's, there's not much behind it, but, like, I'm, I'm going to win. So, <laughs> It's just that simple. Yeah. My, so, my defense, guys, um, I didn't have – well, 
I had Antonio Brown. I was able to have uh, obviously a lot of room there. But then defense-wise, Cleveland versus Saints. Last week I picked Cleveland against the Steelers. They came up huge for me. I ended up placing in, like, all my leagues because I had, had their defense. I think their defense is, like, $1,000 less than everyone else's. So that's main, mainly the main reason why I picked Cleveland's defense this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, defense in FanDuel doesn't seem to do that great no matter what. It always seems to be, you know, a maximum of, like, 15 points. You know, most teams get, like, seven so I don't think the defense position is that big in fantasy. So I feel like mm-hmm. I can spend my yeah. money elsewhere and, you know, rely on the Browns defense to do, you know, eight, nine points, and I'll be fine yeah. with that, get a couple of sacks, even if they give up a few touchdowns. So my final lineup, I'm going Goff, Gurley, Ajayi, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay. Um, a surprise one that I'm going to throw in here right now, Cooper Cup. You guys are going to hear his name a lot. Uh, like I said, I had Jared Goff in here. So I'm going to go Cooper Cup as well because I like pairing people up. Um, I think, you know, Cooper Cup, guys, I don't know if you guys have looked much into him as a Ram. This kid's going to be a stud. Uh, I picked him up every just about every week in fantasy. What rather be my last wide receiver, put him in as a flex. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, he's going to catch a lot of balls in the Rams uniform this week. Um Expect him, Gurley, and Goff to go off. Um, like AJ said, he doesn't think that we stand a chance. I don't think you guys stand a chance versus me this week. I guess we'll see. Um, I don't think we have much time left, so I should probably just quit, uh, quit yapping away. So. What time do we have us going till today? I think it was you supposed to be 45 minutes, but we, we can go over like 10 or 15 minutes, I think. I don't know. Yeah, we ought to well make it an hour, man, because, you know, when you've got so much good things to hear from me and I'm helping you guys, you know, come close to winning a little bit, you know, because, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, all in good fun, man. I mean, you, you know, it's uh, you know, that extra time's good, man, because, you know, you got so many different guys you can talk about, you know, getting oh, you the win sure. potentially. And, um, you know, plus, you know, we got a couple other guys on here, and especially if we had a fourth guy today, you know, it would be, certainly more beneficial to have that uh, hour that way. We all get a little bit of time. You know, we want to make sure we're all heard and whatnot. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, AJ, give, a, give us a, a surprise pick, man. Yeah, give us a surprise pick, a guy that you think might uh, – or a sleeper, a guy that you think could potentially do something this week. You know what? I picked him. I think it was in a different one, different little contest I entered. Um, Cole Beasley. For some reason, I feel like he's underrated target. Like, and he was he was quite cheap too, um, on FanDuel. So I was like, you know what, sleeper pick. I'm going with him. He's about to ball out today. He's about to make me win in this contest, and your boy's gonna make some money. So. I like it. Cole Beasley though. Yeah, you know, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. You think Cole Beasley is going to go off this week? He'll have like four catches against the Giants this week. Hey, you uh, know what? He's going to he's going to pop a an eye. He's going to pop one of those uh those pods. Those uh dang, I'm, I'm forgetting the dang name. You know, they were doing the Tide Pod. That's it. He's going to pop a those oh, couple Tide Pods in there, and he's just going to go off on them. You know, because he had those commercials. You know, he was the um, you know getting those commercials a couple years ago or a year ago on those uh, TV commercials. So he might he might go off, but if you guys were wanting an, a surprise pick, even though he didn't really surprise anyone last week with his performance, Kenny Stills, he had four receptions, 106 yards, and two touchdowns, and he's going up against the Jets. Now, the Jets, they're a tough defense, but that is the number one receiver, uh, in um, Miami, and that's the guy that, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill has built the best rapport with. I know they brought in Danny Amendola, and I think they also brought in Albert Wilson, but the guy that he's most familiar with is Kenny Stills. Based on the volume and based on that deep threat ability, Kenny Stills is a guy that's feast or famine 
but he's a guy that could blow up once again this week. Hmm. I like that. Cooper Cup, guys, don't forget. Yeah, Cooper Cup, he's the one that's going to go off at all the wide receivers this week. I feel like Cooper Cup, bold statement. This is my bold, uh, bold Ram statement of the week. Cooper Cup finishes with over 150 yards receiving. He'll be the, the one wide receiver that goes off this week. Pick him up. He's only worth, uh, I think, $6,300. Great deal for Cooper Cup. He's going to be getting the ball all day from Todd, Ger- or from Todd Gurley, from Jared Goff. So, uh, Cooper Cup, that, that's my uh, bold prediction of the week. All right, boys. Um, I think that's about it. We'll, we'll start getting our final lockdowns in. Go get, go get ready to prepare for some notes. So, Forrester, anything you want to leave PSU Nation with? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm probably going to change my lineup about another ten times. I always <laughs> second-guess things. There's always injuries popping up. And even the little things, man, like an offensive lineman getting hurt, that matters to me because if the quarterback can't throw the ball, or they can't run the football. Those little things matter, man. So keep on your P's and Q's whenever you're doing your uh, DFFs, wherever you want to say it, whenever you are serious about winning and you're all in, you know, you got to be committed to what it takes. And sometimes it means changing up the lineups or going bold. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, staying smart. Who knows, man? But it, it's a crapshoot, but that's why you play, and you got to be in it to win. All right, Boom. Trevor, anything to leave PSU with? So that could have been, that could have been like, an intro for us. Like, damn, that was fiery. I like that. Um, PSU Nation, I'm sorry, guys, I let you guys down. Didn't call in right away. I pulled an AJ. Slept, but at least I didn't sleep through the entire show. Um... <laughs> Uh, Most of it, though. Well, guys, uh, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. Then my three go-tos, guys. I'll see you guys on Tuesday on the podcast with AJ. Um, No idea who will be our guest yet, but Tuesday, check that out. On Monday, check out the 30-minute timeout. Wednesday, check out Wage Revisions. And uh, for now on Sunday mornings, this will be the only time I'm late, guys. We'll be doing these shows maybe even an hour, hour and a half because it seems like we were able to fill up this time pretty quickly. Um, and then hopefully next week we can have uh, Daniel Briggs will be joining us as well. I guess I just looked through my text and he texted me at like 10.59, so we must have been trying to get on the show. So, All right, guys. Okay. This is Trevor. Peace out, guys. Give us a follow. Pro Sports Extra. ProSportsExtra.com. Follow me on Twitter at Trev Stone PSD, I think. Speaking of stone, I'm going to go get stoned and going to go watch some football, guys. Have a good night. Peace out. Later.